Okay, parachute's ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 1.04% APR for 36 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Today, we'll do a roundtable on John Elway's five-year extension as Broncos GM, and we'll break down Gary Kubiak's return to the Broncos organization. You are listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Welcome to the Huddle Up! Podcast, your go-to show for all things Broncos. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast presented by Mile High Huddle. It is time to drop some knowledge and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, Scout Media, CBS Sports Digital. With me is Will Keys, editor and writer at Mile High Huddle, along with Carl Dummler and Nick Kendall, whom you all know quite well, and we'll introduce the fellas here in a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash huddle up. Over 180,000 different titles for you to choose from for that free book you get with your trial, whether it's iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Audibletrial.com forward slash huddle up. This is a product I use each and every day on my commutes. I'm listening to a book when I'm tinkering around in the yard or in the kitchen. I'm killing time listening to those books, and it allows me to get these books under my belt without actually having to sit down and turn the pages. So take advantage of it. It's a great way to support the show by giving it a shot. 30-day free trial. You get one free book. If you don't like it, you get to cancel. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash huddle up. Now, we are here to give you a deep dive on your favorite team, the Denver Broncos, and we need your help. We can't grow without you. Make sure you take a second to rate and comment on the show, whether you're an iTunes subscriber or Stitcher. Very important to us growing the show and reaching new listeners. Follow the show on Twitter at HuddleUpPod and at MileHighHuddle. Make sure you're subscribing because training camp kicks off this week, which means Broncos football is back, y'all, in full swing, and you know we're going to be dropping knowledge on every tidbit of buzz that comes out of Dove Valley, and you're not going to want to miss a single episode. All right, now I want to touch on Elway's extension really quick. Of course, Broncos gave him a five-year deal that reportedly makes him the highest-paid GM in the National Football League over Ozzie Newsom and over John Schneider in Seattle. All of the hand-wringing, the speculation, the anxiety in the fan base was for not. He's not going uh, on the GOP ticket running for governor of Colorado. He remains the front office czar for your Denver Broncos through the 2021 season. Now, quickly, guys, let's go around the table, get each fella's gut reaction to the news. Will, really quick, uh, your thoughts on the John Elway news. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's a tremendous deal. Uh, The results, the record, the accomplishments all speak for themselves. But uh, it wasn't necessarily a foregone conclusion that Elway was going to be a terrific GM when the Broncos hired him. And I want to share with you guys an excerpt from uh, an article that Mike Florio wrote for Pro Football Talk back in 2011 when the Broncos first signed Elway. Juicy. To, to, uh, 
to their front office. So he said, this is January 5th, 2011. Sorry, folks, but we remain very skeptical about this. Elway is getting the job without paying the dues. Watching film with his father and running an Arena Football League franchise isn't the kind of experience necessary to run an NFL team. And it's sort of an insult to the men who have earned their stripes by grinding for years, learning the business from the bottom up, and earning the next run and earning each next run on the ladder. It's almost as if Bolin and Ellis don't know what else to do. So they'll give the keys to a guy whose only real qualifications are his ability to throw a ball <laughs> and the fact that all tickets and or restore hope, false as it may be. <laughs> so here's to another five years of proving Mike Florida wrong. Cheers. <laughs> you know, I just my quick aside, and then I want to serve this up to you guys, is uh, someone reached out to, with that very quote on uh, on Twitter this past week. And honestly, I think at the time, you know, I don't want to get crucified for this. At the time, I thought it was a fair – those misgivings, I think, were fair. But looking back on it now in retrospect, obviously quite comical. Nick, really quickly, obviously, uh, give us your gut reaction on the, the signing, John Elway's extension, uh, the ramifications, and, of course, your thoughts on Will's little pro football talk tidbit there. Well, it's something that the Broncos had no choice but to do. John Elway is the Broncos, and the Broncos are John Elway. Since he's taken over the team, he's second in wins, uh, second in regular season wins, tied third for playoff berths, and tied second in division titles, Super Bowl appearances, and Super Bowl wins. So we've had 73 wins since he's joined, and two Super Bowl appearances, and one Super Bowl win. So he has been the man, and he has restored uh, being the top dog in the AFC West, which was kind of getting tired there, being second or third for a while. But yeah, obviously, Elway had, or the Broncos had to re- bring back Elway. Um, I'm glad that he is not going to be running on any sort of political ticket. You know, stick with football. I hope he uh, sticks with the Broncos for a while. <laughs> stick to sports. <laughs> stick to sports, as they like to say, yeah. Um, and, I mean, great guy. I mean, he's not perfect by any means. You know, he's, I'm, I'll definitely speak out against some of his day two picks, especially. He seems to have struggled with round two and round three pretty consistently, you know, besides like Derek Wolf and, I, I would say Osweiler was not a bad pick just because we got a return on the investment and we don't win a Super Bowl without him. But you got to bring back Elway. And honestly, pay, getting Peyton Manning, you know, some people will argue, you know, bringing in Peyton, you know, how good of a GM is he? He was riding the Peyton train. Yep. So we're going to really find out what he's made of in these next few years because he's building this team almost from the ground up with this new quarterback situation that he has. So if there's anybody that can do it, though, it's John Elway. Carl, your thoughts, obviously, your gut reaction, and speak to the criticism he sometimes gets from fans that, hey, this is a guy who offered Brock Osweiler $16 million a year. <laughs> you know, I, it's amazing how many people focus on just the, the few negatives that a, a GM or a coach or anybody has and completely miss all the good things that they do. And, and Elway's no different. I mean, and he's such a, a high-profile person. I had Somebody say, well, isn't this, you know, nationally, isn't this just Bronco news? And I said, no, this is this is national news, you know, because he's that high profile of a guy. And, and yeah, he's made his mistakes along the way. Bill Belichick has made his mistakes along the way, you know. Pete Carroll, he's been fired from a couple places. And uh, now he's one of the, considered one of the best coaches in the NFL. So, yeah, that's, that's part of it. And, and Elway's learned along the way. He's done a little bit better on some different things that he didn't do as well early. He's been a very humble GM is what I would call it. He, when he first came on, he kept on some different people just to learn from them business. And this is where Mike Florio really missed on the whole Elway signing was 
that he was willing to go and learn. He didn't think that he knew everything from day one. And uh, I hope he continues with that and continues to learn. And I think it's great um, just the moves that he's made. And I'm excited to have him back again. Will and I were talking about, just real quick before we move on to, to talk about Gary Kubiak, Will and I, on one of our most recent episodes, talked about the idea that John Elway has possibly some unfinished business as a GM in that, you know, yeah, he went out, he won a Super Bowl, he made it to two championships, won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, you know, a free agent that he signed, obviously the the biggest free agent in the history of the game, but perceived by many outside of Denver to be a mercenary type of move, obviously. However, when it comes to his legacy or unfinished business, he's yet to do it with a quarterback he drafted. He got Osweiler, he drafted Zach Dysert, he's drafted Trevor Simeon, and now, of course, the first rounder, Paxton Lynch, where the onus is really on him. Do any of you, let, let's, let me serve this up to, to you, Carl, do you subscribe to the notion that he has unfinished business or that in any way Paxton Lynch what happens with him is going to reflect on Elway's long-term legacy. I think it is. I mean, anytime you trade up in the first round as a, a GM or a coach or whatever you want to say, whoever is in charge of that, and, and and it's Elway's move. I mean, anything with the draft, Elway's the one that's signing off on it. So, yeah, Pax Lynch is his guy. He put his rubber stamp and said, this is the guy that I'm going to live and die with, and, and a big reason why I think Paxton has to start this year. But that's that's for another conversation. Um, but, yeah, I, I think so, because, you know, Manning, a lot of people will look at Tony Dungy and Bill Polian and they'll say, well, they're just a product of Manning. And I think some might have that same thing with Elway of, well, you know, he got Peyton Manning. How hard is his job when, you know, you have him on the team and free agents want to come here and take a pay cut just to play with Manning and have a chance at championships. And, you know, that's that's part of it. And I. I give Elway a lot more credit than a lot of other people, but so yeah, I think this is his time to really, just to really show you know what his ability is as a GM to really show that he is top dog and why he has earned this contract to be the highest paid GM in football. It's just so silly that the whole Peyton Manning argument is supposed to be a strike against him because isn't the main job of a general manager in the NFL to bring in the best players you can? It, I mean, it's. That's what he did. That was his his first order of business uh, after they made the playoffs in 2011 was to improve the quarterback position, and he and he improved it from Tim Tebow to you know a top top three, top five, however you see him, quarterback of all time, and that's all you can do. And then you know people come back uh, a year after Peyton Manning retired and said, "Well, John Elway's success is just Peyton Manning's success." I think that's completely unfair. Well, and you have to think of it as he got Peyton Manning, you know exactly. About- a third of the league pretty much wanted Peyton Manning and willing to say, whatever money you want, if you want half of our, our salary cap, take it. And and Elway's the guy that got him. He's the one that played all the right cards, knew how to to woo him. You know, there, there's stories out there of uh, he found ways to get Peyton Manning private throwing lessons, or not lessons, throwing opportunities where he didn't have the press taking pictures like at, like at the Tennessee Titans uh, place. And I guess when he was leaving the – uh, this, the facility, they sent out seven cars that looked exactly the same. So nobody knew which car was taken Peyton Manning. Genius. You know, he, he, he knew that he cared about his privacy, that he wanted to be able to make this decision without a camera in his face every two seconds. Yeah. And, and that's great. You know, he didn't push on anything like you saw with Jim Harbaugh, where he all of a sudden just showed up out of nowhere. And Elway, or Manning's like, what the heck are you doing here? 
So, yeah, I think Elway did a great job with that. And that's part of him being a GM. You know, that's part of his greatness. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Not sign the best quarterback on to ever be a free agent. You know, he that should be a plus of anything because he saw a problem in Tim Tebow. I mean, he even I would say that in Brodden Peyton Manning over Tim Tebow because there was we were struck with hardcore Tebow mania. I remember seeing a poll on one of the Denver Broncos sites that had people saying we should stick with Tim Tebow over Peyton Manning. So, <laughs> yeah, yikes, yikes indeed. But uh, yeah, don't. Fan base isn't always right. Let's put it that way. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he's done a great job, and you know, not only just signing guys in, but also knowing when to let guys walk. You know, he'll put a deal on the table. I mean, we went from uh, Dominic Rogers Camardi. We had a deal on the table. He wanted more. We pulled it. We offered the same deal to Talib. Talib's been arguably the best cornerback in football since he's come to Denver. He's been good for the Giants, but he went went there, and I think he even signed a lesser deal than what the Broncos offered him. So he's he's a shrewd businessman. He does a good job with evaluating talent, and he knows when to let guys walk at the right time. Yeah. Great point. Well, let's talk about the other news of the day. On the heels of Elway's uh, signing of his extension, Mike Kliss of, of uh, Nine News broke the story that Gary Kubiak was returning to the Broncos less than a year from the time he resigned his position as head coach. He'll work as a senior personnel executive from his home in Houston. Uh, and if, if I remember right, Carl, in a conversation you had on Twitter with Troy Rank, Kubiak is planning on basically traveling to Denver a couple times a year, once in the fall, maybe a couple times leading up to draft day. But really, this whole thing is unprecedented, at least in my recent memory of NFL history. A head coach quits, but does he take a year off? No. Before the next season even begins, Kubiak is rehired by his old teammate, his old roommate, John Elway, this time to work in the personnel department less than 24 hours, I remind you, after Elway was officially extended for five more years. And uh, on this one, I'll start with Will, or excuse me, on this one, I'll start with Carl, uh, and we'll get everyone's gut reaction, talk about the ramifications. Carl, do you think it was a coincidence in your mind that Kubiak's, uh, the news that Kubiak was coming back broke a day after Elway's extension was consummated? It's no coincidence at all. I mean, I'm sure that there were a few people in the Bronco organization that were a little bit on pins and needles with with Elway because, you know, you bring in a new GM, say he doesn't sign with us. Well, they want to bring in their own staff. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that were in that building going, you know, letting out a little sigh of relief that he was signed and and then bringing in Kubiak. I mean, he's probably one of his most trusted friends, probably one of the few people that can like speak very, very honestly to Elway and not get fired on the spot. <laughs> and you know that's that's great to have that's a great voice to have and 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 Gary Kubiak has had a great eye for talent you know there, there's a lot of news out there of when uh I think it was the 95 draft Shanahan didn't really care about the late round picks and he said Kubiak you got these and then he <laughs> went and got Terrell Davis you know that's that's his eye for talent to find those those kind of those diamonds in the rough and and yeah I'm, I'm excited to have him on the staff and and I think it's great that he's not going to really interact much with the team because I think that could be a big time conflict so having him down in Texas and kind of watching guys down there and and maybe getting us Connor Williams this next year just gonna <laughs> throw that out there sorry I, I can't get away from the draft but <laughs> that that would be a, a great thing and I think it's a great pairing well, anytime that we can bring in some veteran eyes to help us in the draft, I'm definitely for it. Um, I think that he's going to do a great job, especially being in that football hub that is Texas, and you got Texas A&M, 
Texas, obviously, Texas Tech and Baylor and TCU. So a lot of good players there. And like Carl said, I'd be 120% game for Connor Williams. <laughs> Very good tackle. I don't know if he's my OT1 going into next year, but I'd love to have him. And since we're, you know, we're not really going to keep the Kubiak scheme, so I'm not super worried about that in a sense. And it, it wasn't Kubiak's eye for talent that I think made the Broncos maybe seem like they wanted to go a little bit more a different direction. It was more the the loyalty he had to some players, some coaches, you know, right. it was time to move on from that archaic system that Dennison was running. Yep. And so I'm excited to keep his eye for talent. You know, he's, he's also just a through and through Denver Bronco. And I hoping that he can get us some good talent. Will, do you think that in any way Elway leveraged his, you know, negotiations as, and by the way, I'm bringing Gary back. I mean, I think that's definitely possible. Uh, you know, I think, Anything that John Elway wants, I think the Broncos are typically uh, willing to accommodate that. But I think it, it brings up another point, and this is kind of something that got brought up in that Week 17 game uh, right after Gary Kubiak announced that he was going to retire. But there are all these conspiracy theories popping up that he wasn't actually stepping down because of his health or that he wanted to spend more time with his family or whatever. And I think this kind of dispels it a little bit that Kubiak stepped down because there was a rift between him or Elway or whatever was going on and that him him playing Trevor Simeon in the second half of that Raiders game was kind of a, a big middle finger to Elway because I don't I don't know about you guys, but I think if uh you're you're flipping the bird to your to your boss right as you right as you leave the job, you're not doing it thinking that you're gonna be hired a few months later in this, in a in a different position. Fair point. Something else that's important to keep in mind as Bronco fans is the Broncos have never won a Super Bowl without Elway and Kubiak being on staff. So, you know, Super Bowl's coming. That's right. That, that's now what happens when these two get together. Yep. Well, we're excited for training camp to start on Thursday. We're tracking this episode Tuesday night. So we're less than 48 hours away from Broncos football officially uh, being back and rocking and rolling and we're looking forward to covering training camp in the preseason and we're especially stoked for the 2017 campaign but that's all the time we have for today's show uh, will and i are going to get to the the la chargers edition of know your enemy i promise here within the next couple weeks stay tuned for that again follow the show on twitter at huddle up pod you can find will in the twitterverse at will key six and myself at chad and jensen nick Kendall at Nick Kendall MHH and Carl Dummler at Carl Dummler MHH. Tweet us your questions, all four of us. We'll try to address your concerns on the show as often as we can. And don't forget to subscribe, y'all. For everybody, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you soon. Mile high huddle. At Capella University, you're in control of your education. With the game-changing FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines and move at your own pace. The faster you move, the more you save. Visit capella.edu to learn more. I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.